0: Hello and welcome to DJ Force 10 in conversation podcast episode 141 and to continue I started last week on my Friday specials um, my DJ series if you will I introduced to you DJ Rasp Uh, he is a three-time British DMC champion uh, five-time IDA champion um, amongst other things. And, uh, yeah, it was an absolute damn pleasure to speak to him, Um, as you'll find out during the podcast of how I sort of like um, sort of pinpoint him as one of the people that kind of got me back into scratching, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Still doing it every day, everyone, just in case I'm just not videotaping it. Um, But, yeah, if you guys are liking this, I've got plenty of other DJs coming up as well. Um, just got to get the interviews sorted I'll announce them as and when they are complete Um, but next week I just realised that Monday is a bank holiday so I won't be releasing anything on Monday but I will start on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and Friday I'll have four new podcasts another DJ on that Friday but uh, Tuesday Wednesday Thursday uh, back to the sort of like bands heavy bands and stuff like that which is cool Um, got plenty of those coming up plenty of new albums coming out it's a great time for music despite the situation it's a great time to discover music as well so if you are on the uh, the lookout for 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 new stuff to listen to, now is the time. Explore those playlists on Spotify or or Apple Music or or wherever you get your music from, SoundCloud, um, MixCloud as well. Go on there, discover some DJs, discover some... um, new music just go for it you know just sort of look at a band look at go, go to some of the labels that you like and sort of uh, dig around in their sort of like future releases and go look look see if anyone's released any new singles and if you like the sound of it um there's a lot of the bands that i'm interviewing and in this are releasing stuff in the next sort of month or so so please go check them out as well um but as is friday i hope you guys have a good weekend um i will see you back on tuesday next week with a a brand new episode of the dj force 10 in conversation podcast um but yeah until then uh this is me and dj rasp enjoy Okay, um, on my show today, I have DJ Rasp, um, former DMC and IDA champion. Welcome. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm very good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I got my tea. The weather's all right. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Not sure what day it is, but, you know. Yeah. Getting there. Getting there. Um, But, yeah, no, I just... uh, Yeah, thank you for doing this. uh, Again, like I already said beforehand, um... I appreciate your time on this. I just wanted to sort of, uh, I'm sort of doing a DJ series um, of interviews. Uh, I had uh, Woody, I interviewed Woody um, last week. Cool. Um, I got you this week, which is good. Um, you're one of the DJs I wanted to speak to because you're one of the ones that kind of got me back into uh, scratching and stuff. Ah, cool. Not, not. you know, you probably weren't aware of it, but I was at the, um, basically I, I left the country for a bit. I was, I was a right. scratch DJ many years ago. Yeah uh, Mainly in rock music uh, Did it for a, a metal band um, And a few other things And um, left the country um, Just lifestyle change And we went to America For like five years Oh During yeah, I know, during that time um, I, So I kept up with, with DJing I, I did a radio show And stuff like that Which I still do um, But I came back And I went to BPM um, it, When it was in the Big Birmingham arena Oh yeah uh, In 2017 I think it was Alright It was you and Cutmaster Swift yeah. You did a little seminar. Um, yes. And totally against my sort of, like, natural, like, uh, just natural being, I volunteered to go up on stage with you guys. So... <laughs> I remember now. Yeah. We had a cut, didn't we? Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, that got my sort of, like, uh, teeth back into it, because when I moved to the States, my turntables and everything stayed here. Okay. Um, and then when I moved back and we got our own place, like, properly got our own place, um, and my turntable was out of stock and out of the sort of like storage and stuff. So, um, and you had a uh, uh, what was the what was the record I used? Uh, it was one of the uh rough tone ones. Um, was
1: oh, it? practice your cuts
0: that's it yep practice your cuts i'm not sure what volume it was it was whatever one you picked up from their stand
1: he's done many he's done many volumes of that (laughs) yeah yeah very good records
0: yes no totally and had the kind of like skip proof stuff on it and stuff and things like that which uh i was very much like i I really liked that sort of like um vinyl because i used to buy uh, i think it was dj swamp was one of the first to release those skip proof Ah, yeah yeah that's right and i've got a whole bunch of his records like because yeah. when i was in this uh metal band there's a lot of like people jumping around on stage and stuff so
1: yeah they come in handy <laughs> they do they
0: do they do as much as you can balance your turntable it's uh it, it doesn't balance against people jumping up and down in front of you so <laughs>
1: that's right <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i just wanted to say thank you because it kind of like i was watching you guys doing this thing and i sort of saw you in and around the exhibits as well and yeah. uh, it really got my teeth back into it because i wasn't planning on sort of getting back into it as much as i did um but you were one of the people that that really really just pushed that like it gave me that kind of like um that kick if you will again so
1: yeah oh that's good to hear i Thank agree <laughs> nice one man
0: <laughs> sorry it's this, this kind of a bit of a longer intro than i thought it would be um but yeah no i just it was just one of those things i was just like you know what i really want to speak to him and i've been watching your live videos and, and the videos you've been putting online um and uh yeah no i'm just really enjoying them um just sort of, like, seeing some of your mixes and stuff like that. But uh, what I want to do is just kind of, like, sort of, you know, find out how you got started and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, where, where was the sort of, like, where was your first sort of taste of DJing? Okay, so
1: the first time, like, I really saw DJing was probably, you know, on on the TV or something growing up as a kid, uh, you know, yeah. or, or at, like, you know, school discos and that kind of thing. Yep you know but the way i got into djing was uh i used to buy records as a kid and um i had you know a a, a midi hi-fi you yeah. know uh just a single deck hi-fi belt drive thing and uh yeah i used to i like, just play records and create like little mixes nice on, on the hi-fi you know yeah. I, like pulse tape mixes You know, so what I do, I get a cassette and just like pause and play the record and let the cassette go and, you know, just make like little completions without like gaps in the, you know, I did that for for a while and I thought, you know what, why don't I just buy two turntables and a mixer and it'll give me something to do and, you know, I can, you know, create my own mixes and experiment and all that kind of thing with it. So, you know, I saved up some uh, decks when i was 18
0: yeah
1: and i got some like really awful belt drive turntables <laughs> you know that would just skip everywhere and stuff and then yeah i just took it from there you know I, I experimented uh with mixing and creating you know mixes and all that kind of thing and beat matching then you know scratching yeah beat juggling and yeah i just found it a lot of fun and it just progressed
0: you know over the years cool so what, what um do you remember your f- the the brand of your first turntables oh no uh <laughs> i can't remember
1: i got them uh from there was an advert in i think it was in hip-hop connection mm. and i'm not sure it was an advert in in that but i'm not sure what the the shot was called okay. it was like you know it was yeah they, they just like uh it was like Delivery service kind of thing, you yeah, know. Yeah, uh, The second uh, turntables that I got were, were some, uh, they were made by a company called Sal Lab. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they were like better belt drives than the ones they already had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they, were, they still wasn't perfect, but there was a lot better. There was a lot sturdier. Yeah. And I got a mixer that actually had a crossfader because the first setup I got, Uh, the mixer that I got with the first uh, set of belt drives didn't actually have a crossfade on it. So it was just like scratching, using the upfaders. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, the second, you know, the second setup I got actually, you know, the mixer actually had a crossfade on it, which was, you know, which was a game changer for me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I can
0: imagine. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the first sort of like turn tables I, I played on, my brother had a mobile disco um business so we had one of these like citronic um it was like two turntables on this one unit no crossfader just upfaders and like the amp built into it and they're on like suspension springs
1: i've seen them yeah it's like an all-in-one built built in unit, isn't it yeah Yeah. i've seen them
0: before yeah yeah so yeah yeah no that's that's the sort of like my first sort of like experience with two turntables and then eventually i got my own like like yourself i got a set of belt drives yeah um which were you know, like looking back now they were awful but um at the time it was great to kind of like you know <coughs> i guess hone the craft or at least learn like you say with ones you learn you know trying yeah. all these things out um, definitely and uh yeah no no that is, it's a sort of like i always recommend like any sort of like djs that i've helped out in the past i've always said like at least try belt drives just so you can get that kind of lighter hand that's right because you could go straight I- into like some of the heavier units and, you know, it's sort of like, it's a very different world.
1: It, it is. When I first uh, tried Technics, uh, I, I couldn't believe how, how, how sturdy it was, but mm. the, the, the you know, the operated are totally different, you know, when it comes yeah. to beat matching with Technics, you know, I was so used to uh, moving the record and, and constantly adjusting the speed and twisting the the, the platter yeah. and the spindle on on the belt drives. When it when it comes to using techniques, it was a totally different game. You know what I mean? It was yeah, it was a different feel, and yeah, it, I had to like relearn kind of thing. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's the same thing. I, like I said, I set of. Um, I actually remember what they are. They're G- Gemini. Um, bd 10s i think they were called um but it came with a mix with a crossfader which was nice um right. like a, a loose crossfader as well not like a sort of like one on a sort of um uh like a fader type i, I had i had a couple of like realistic ones with cd players um, oh yeah you know the old tandy ones um, yeah. <laughs> um but they were like very stiff crossfaders but um yeah. no this one was nice it was a i think it was the gemini <laughs> 626 um, I've never used one of them. They, they, I mean, for the time, it wasn't bad. It served me very well. For like you know, the amount of abuse I put it through uh, in learning yeah. and everything. So, um, but yeah, then I upgraded to an, another set of Gemini's. Their direct drives um, use the same mixer, um, and uh, yeah, just went up for there. And then on my twenty-first birthday, my uh, my my mum bought me a set of Technics. Oh, nice! Which I've still got today, and that's yeah, a good, good. Almost twenty years later. So, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. I'm the same. I I got like one Technics in uh in '98.
0: Yeah.
1: And my other one I got in '99, and yeah, I still have them to this day. I still use them on a daily basis. You know, I've looked after them. Mm. The only thing I've had to re- really replace is the RCA and uh, ground wire. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the you know the the solid.
0: Nice. Were they're they're, built well, to last. Were they the ones you used in your video the other day?
1: yes yeah. yes there nice.
0: was nice. yeah <laughs> set up in the kitchen as well i like that
1: yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah old school
0: <laughs> yeah no no i, I swore like um last year i sort of set myself a, a a really stupid challenge but i did it um 365 days of scratching and oh, okay. uh, i put a video up every day of like anything between like half a minute long and a couple of minutes long of me doing various things good or bad um Whoa. yeah i know it was quite a commitment um um, but yeah no the technics i've got i've like i've had almost 20 years and and like you say the only thing that really kind of has been replaced is the cables and that's just because they've been moved around a lot really yeah um yeah but they are they're so they're just solid and i've got a vestax turntable as well oh which which model uh the 2000 pdx 2000 oh yes yeah Um, they're great and i had that for like when i was in the band that they were like it was it was a lot more um robust than the technics and a lot lighter um as in it stayed in the grooves a lot better and stuff because i think because it's probably the straight tone arm and stuff it was different yeah but i've still got that as well Uh, i've only got one of them unfortunately i did have a pair but the other one stopped working and i ended up selling it for parts years ago Okay. Which I regret. Um,
1: but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you everything. might be able to get one on eBay or something. Yeah, I think I know? will at
0: some point once I've got a bit of like free cash for stuff because uh, yeah. I spent a little bit on DJing last year, um, obviously doing this thing, but also went into the, the portable side of things. Ah, cool. Um, yeah, I like that stuff too. Which is like, because I, when I was at the same BPM show, to be honest with you, and the, the DMC stand was right next to the, uh, uh, the D- Rough Tone stand yeah that's right this lounge i think it was called yeah um and that got me into it because the sort of like the sense of the the sense of community in that sort of like scene really reminded me of the scratch scene back in the day as well yeah like it was all very like a lot of people into this hobby it wasn't not that it's gone like you know um gone up its own sort of like ass or anything but it's just sort of like there was a lot of like the dj culture has changed so much but this kind of brought it back to kind of like a community yeah side of things
1: it's great it's great, like you know, I, I go to like List, uh hangouts mm. every now and again, and everyone just jams, and it doesn't matter on the skill level, yeah. you know. Everyone just like you know, just cuts it up and just has fun. It. it, it it's brought the fun element back to it yeah you know so yeah. and it's got a good yeah, entry like level
0: that. kind of like price to it as well which is, yeah oh yeah definitely you know which like is still like you can i mean you can still buy technics now thankfully yeah they've bought out a different i think it's the mark fives i think it will mark, mark where is it where are we now is it mark seven six oh, i'm not sure but, uh i mean they're, they're like yeah. they're like over a grand for a pair still yeah um then you gotta get a mixer you know, which is like a another another sort of like minefield of of.
1: <laughs> oh, it's expensive. It is it's expensive. But with these portables, you know, you can buy a new Mark PTO one. You know, with a with a crossfader, and then up, upgrade it to a Jesse Dean yep. crossfader, You know, uh, get a decent slip mat and a couple of scratch records, yep. and you're good to go, man. It, it's yeah. great for practicing. Like that, that that that's the setup I have with my portable. I also have a Vestax Tracks with uh, oh, nice. a Raiden crossfader as yeah. well. But, you know, just for the sake of just like, you know, just cutting up without turning on all my equipment, I just like hook up my phone, yeah, uh, put on a scratch brake and just, just cut it up, yeah. man. And I have loads of fun with it. You know, it's it's great.
0: Yeah, that was the sort of like great thing with it. Because like I bought it because I knew I was going to be away for some of the year last year. And I was going to buy mm. one anyway, but it kind of like accelerated my purchase of it. Um, but it was a great thing; I could just take it anywhere we went, you know. Yeah. And I've got like videos of me in like um, next to Loch Fine in Scotland. Wow! <laughs> um, I see. Just, like scratching away <laughs> using like the 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 app on the phone, the Table Beats app and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I just loved it. And then we did a meet up at the um, one of the DJ shows uh, last year as well um, in Newbury. I think it was the DJ Kits
1: oh um, yeah yeah so, i've been there before yeah.
0: yeah um and um yeah no i had a meet up with the scratch link up lot as well which was really cool yeah. and i just it was just good fun you know and obviously yeah. i'm still doing it now um but it's yeah i just i love like i say, i love that community part of it um yeah really because obviously it's not as like ex- like it's a lot more accessible than dragging your twelve tens everywhere
1: most definitely
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know like I, i've been in bands myself over the years and You know, like I started DJing in 96 and, you know, I got into bands, you know, in the late 90s and house parties and all that kind of thing. And I've definitely earned my stripes carrying turntables around and records and mixes and all this kind of thing. And and just to do, like, just to have a little scratch or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So now, you know, it's just easier just to put a portable in your backpack, you, you rock up you know, and
0: just, just cuss it up with people. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Um, so uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about is sort of like, um, the embracing of, um, technology, uh, when it yeah. comes to DJing. And I, I've seen like a lot of your videos, you've got like the, the rain 12s. Um, you've you obviously use like the sort of the usual DV, um, DVS systems and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, how have you found the sort of like, cause obviously you come from the same sort of era as I do. And, and I sort of like, I was an early adopter of some of the early technology um yeah i had the um the T TT- tascam ttm1 for the vestax deck oh yeah, uh, yeah which I is like that. it's like a an analog phase if you will
1: yes um, <laughs> uh, yeah it, it kind of like rolled on your onto your vinyl didn't yeah. it? yeah it did yeah i remember that
0: yeah and i was just sort of, like how, how are you an early adopter of technology or were you one of the ones that kind of like held off for a little bit or did you sort of like you know once once it was sort of um you know did you jump on it early
1: yeah, I did. Uh, when the first CDJ came out, uh, not the very first one, but the first one that w- had a decent platter, yeah, that was like you know the the blueprints of the modern CDJs. I think it was the CDJ eight hundred. Mm. Uh, so when that first came on the market, uh, I was in Manchester at a record shop that sold equipment. It was called Subsound, and I was with my friend and. I was in there just buying records and we were just having a look at the equipment and we saw this this CD deck and we, we asked the, the guy in the shop can we try it out and uh I was blown away by how responsive it was. I never thought you could ever scratch in a CD at yeah. the time. Like this is very early two thousands, you know two thousand or two thousand and one it was around that period of time. Yeah. And um yeah just by having a a quick demonstration on this thing and, and actually having a hands-on scratch on this unit, I was blown away by it. I was like, "Wow, this is actually cool." It's different from scratching on vinyl, but mm. I like it. I, I like the response of it and and the feel of it. So, you know, a year or two went by and uh, I saved up. I, I actually got a set for myself, and that that was another game changer for me because, like I said before, I was carrying a lot of records round and, yeah. you know, my turntables to certain gigs and all this kind of thing, it, it, you know, it's heavy duty, it's hard work. So buying these CDJs and just using, you know, my regular mixer, I think I was using a Vestax at the time, Yeah, was great. I could just like rock up with, you know, two two CDJs and, and two little flight cases a bag with my mixer and, you know, a, bunk, a wallet of CDs and I could do a, you know, a gig for like five, six hours, no problem. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, I did, I did embrace uh the technology early on. And as soon as uh the DVS thing come out, I I got mixed vibes. I don't yep. know whether you remember that. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, Serato. Sorry. <laughs> right. Serato, uh, I, I used Tractor. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've tried a lot of these things, you know, uh, yeah. even, uh, I didn't actually buy one myself, but my friend at, at his studio that I used to go and, and do cuts for, uh, he had, uh, a Numark CDX in the studio and I really liked how that felt, you know, it's a powerful piece of kit. Yeah. Then I went on, you know, later on to use, uh, various controllers, I, I worked for Vestax for a little while and um, I did some stuff uh, in music, oh. which, you know, uh, own Denon and yeah. Numark and all that kind of thing. So I was using like their controllers. And yeah, I really enjoy using the different bits of kit, uh, you know, it, within DJing. I love the traditional setup, but I'm really up for using the, the other stuff too, you yeah. know uh it, it definitely enhances your dj experience you
0: yeah it, it does it does i i got the um sort of going back to early dvs i had the final <laughs> scratch which is the um native instrument stanton yes like a uh, very like tractor version one kind of thing yeah um and uh yeah no i i, I saw sort the of adopted it. i didn't really use it live because it wasn't i didn't have a lap it wasn't practical basically it's no good, it's good for no. studio work uh, yep. which is what i used it for um and then you know now i use i still use tractor now um i'm on their version three point whatever it is now um okay but i, I still because i got an audio i got their sort of uh scratch pro set up oh god I used to go, it's an audio eight so it was like probably 10 oh, plus yeah. years ago yeah um <laughs> it, it's still working so i'm not yeah. I, I haven't had the need to upgrade yet but um no, I've I've, I've used um, Serato, I've used um, Record Box, I've used Virtual DJ, all that kind of stuff, and they're all good. They've all got their own little like all their own perks and everything.
1: I agree. Um, I agree. But, you know, I, I you know, I've, I've used a lot of them myself, and you know, I always find myself coming back to Serato. Though yeah. for me, that you know, they're all good and everything, but I, I just find Serato's is most intuitive, and for me, I find it the most reliable out of all the dvs systems i've used yeah, uh, yeah. it's definitely you know I, it's a personal taste i suppose
0: yeah no i mean it's a solid platform don't get me wrong i yeah. mean i love serato as well i just don't have anything that really like runs natively with it um because mm. i like with with like tractor and stuff i've just got it it's all built in so it's kind of like there already uh i've not had any trouble with the tractor setup to be honest with you i've i use it live i use it at home and it's never yeah it's never conked out on me but i think that's also the platform you kind of use it on as well i use a mac but it's just um yeah but serato i've, I've used that like plenty of times in the studio and stuff and it is it's a solid program again it doesn't doesn't like it hasn't like never bugged out on me or anything no which is great no. oh.
1: yeah
0: and um you know I, like next time I'm, when i'm looking to properly upgrade once i'm sort of like you know fully out of date with everything i've got <laughs> um i think yeah. serato is definitely where i'm looking at next so yeah
1: yeah. yeah, Serato's, you know, it, it's kept up with the times. I think, like, Tractor uh, Native Instruments, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're having problems with the, the company and stuff, yeah. and they're not releasing much stuff anymore. And, and it's, a you know, it is a solid program. They've got some really cool features, The you know, especially with the effects. Yeah. The effects are great, you know. Uh, but, yeah, Serato and Rekordbox are, are the ones now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how it's gone now yeah and that's um, i mean
0: that's how it goes with everything really there's always yeah. something that's going to like supersede something so yeah you know definitely um but that's where i'm looking next time I upgrade um on that front because it's um it's sort of like just like the program that that i see everywhere still it's yeah. the one that's kind of like and you're like, like with tractor i waited so long for an update and then I found out they're having all these kind of issues. <laughs> yeah, like, man, it's like are they going to be next week? Yeah. but um, you know, I mean, I, I invested in Native Instruments. So I use Massive. I use yeah. um, a lot of their sort of stuff along with a lot of other company stuff like Ableton and things like that. But um, you know, um, it's just sort of sometimes you just got to jump, and you know, I've jumped from Windows to Mac, and you know, I can do that with DJ programs as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. definitely, yeah. man. So uh, yeah. what, what was it like working with your music because i'd like they 're literally down the road from me um right i've got like i 've sort of had um <laughs> i i say contact with them before I know a few of the people that work there stuff like that but what what was that sort of side like for you as a sort of like you know working dj
1: it was great uh I had a lot of fun uh it kind of happened by accident uh, so i used to uh you know do the dj competitions and from the back of that i'd be I'd get invited to do like trade shows like BPM yeah. or, or whatever. And, you know, I'd, I'd go on the different stands and see see what's happening. And one time I was on the Newmart stand just just watching, and uh, DJ Pogo yep. from the Enforcers was doing a demo on there. And he invited me to get on the stage with him and, and cut it up. So, you know, I cut it up. He was having fun. He was there for a good hour or so. And the guy, uh, he's, I don't think it works for him anymore. He, he, uh, a guy called John Bickle, mm. you know, approached me and said, you know, would you be up for doing some demonstrations and stuff? So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to, you know. So he, we got in touch. He sent me some uh, B7s, which is like the, the basically like uh, seven-inch uh, controllers with yeah. a moving platter. And uh, what year was this? would have been 2009, 2010. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I made a couple of videos for, for, for them. And, uh, you know, they, they invited me to do a lot of, you know, demonstrations at trade at shows and, you know, like, uh, you know, like retail outlets. Yeah. Uh, like music retail outlets and stuff like that. So, yeah, and I had a good relationship with them. I was working... Alongside him,' freelance stuff for about four or five years, yeah, uh yeah, and I still have a good relationship with him, like just recently uh I've become a rain artist, Yep. and uh yeah, rain you know hook me up every now and again, I do some stuff with them, uh, yeah, and you know sometimes i I use uh rain. To sponsor some some of uh, the battles that are put on, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, I have a good relationship cool. with In Music, they, yeah, They're the good people.
0: No, that's good. That's good. I was just curious because they're literally, like I said, they're literally a company that's just based down the road from me. So it's it's always nice to sort of like you know find out a bit more about them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, what I want to talk about as well is, is your the the DMC titles and the IDA titles that you've won. Um, yeah. I was just because you've won a couple of the like or have won i think it's eight in total between the two competitions yes yeah, yeah. what what's that? i mean i kind of summing it up but what was that like i mean i've i've kind of like i ventured into the sort of like when they used to have like heats for like DMC yeah and i sort of went for that didn't obviously make it through but <laughs> i wasn't that good but um, um but i was just like sort of, what was that like what kind of journey was that like for you like oh, sort wow. of coming up into that sort of like that echelon of of dj
1: it was it was a lot of self discovery. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh well I, I started battling in nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah. So I started battling in nineteen ninety-eight <clears throat> and the first time I did a DJ competition was uh it was in Birmingham and it was at, it was at a student university my, my friend was studying over there I'm, I'm, I'm from like the Northwest. I'm I'm from just outside Manchester mm. and uh, so I went to Birmingham and did this competition and that was it I was hooked I was like I've got to do this you know Yeah. Uh, I went to a trade show later on that year in Manchester at the GMX Centre and Cutmaster Swift was there and he was doing some demos mm. and he invited you know People to get on stage and cut it up with him, so you know I, I cut it up with him, and then he, he announced that you know the DMC is coming to Manchester, and you had to fill in, you know this uh, this form, and mm. you know send it off by a post, <laughs> and you know get accepted to do the eliminations and all that kind of thing. So yeah, that was '98, and it was in the Boardwalk in Manchester, and that was the first time I, I did a DMC and well that was uh <laughs> a, a hardcore experience you know? <laughs> uh and and it was good you know I, I learned a lot that day i you know i didn't get through uh i didn't make it even to the evening final you know what i mean yeah uh <laughs> you know the the dmcs back then uh to be like i don't know 50 dj's yeah. competing. And you know you got to do an afternoon elimination, which is close to the public. Uh, so only it's only DJs in a you know in in the room mm. during the daytime, and it's crazy intimidating. You know what I mean? It's just like everyone just non speaking. Yeah, everyone just like you know, just watching your fingers, and <laughs> the atmosphere is super tense. And yeah, it was it was hardcore, man, and. You know, I got up there and just did three minutes of bad beat juggling and bad body <laughs> tricks, and I wasn't prepared for that. You know, I ne- plus also I never used the Technics mixer because that year you had to use the official uh, DMC. Uh, I think it was a DX or DH yeah. twelve hundred. I'm, I'm not sure which one it was, uh, but it was <coughs> it was the official DMC mixer, and I I I'd never used one. I'd only seen one on the. Videos what come out the year before it was like you know the, the year that A Trap won it, and yep. you know, Pogo was in, and Crazy B, and all them guys. So, you know, i get up, I'm like, wow, I'm not, I'm totally not familiar with this. And also, I wasn't used to using techniques, I'd only had one technics, Uh so I was used to using <laughs> one techniques and one belt drive at home. And yeah, I learned a lot, I, I, I just was not prepared, yeah you know, for, for what this competition uh, was about, you know what I mean? So I went up there, did my thing, got nowhere. I was like, okay, watch what the other guys were doing. Uh, the guy that won the Heat that year in Manchester was a guy called Peter Parker, who was in a band called Finger Thing, and he just killed it, you know? Mm. And I was like, wow, so that's what you've got to do, you know what I mean? so, you know, I, I eventually got another... ...ethics... <laughs> <laughs> I eventually got the mixer, uh, the DMC mixer, and, you know, I started taking it serious. And, you know, it took me a good few years to actually get through to the, um, you know, the the nighttime final to get past the eliminations, you know, and this is just of a regional, you know what I mean? So you're allowed to do two regional uh, heats per year. And if you were successful at winning a regional heat, you would then be taken through to the UK final. So it took me, wow, it took me a good couple of years. I think the first time, yeah, the first time I won a regional final was in the year 2006, and that was in Leeds. And uh, I was made up, you know, because, you know, after... A while of doing these regionals and not getting anywhere, I started, like, progressing and becoming uh, runner-up or third place or whatever. Mm. But it wasn't enough to get through to the UK final. And that was my next goal. I was like, right, okay, I want to get to the UK final. And, you know, in 2006, I got to the UK final in, in the DMC. But the previous year, I did the ITF, which was the international turntablish federation yeah and they had heat they had heats up in glasgow and in leeds and uh i i didn't actually win a heat but i got second place and that was enough to get through to the uk final oh. and that was my first experience again in a uk final and the actual final was in manchester and it was in uh, the men arena which is a massive place yeah and it was part of like uh, some X Games, okay. you know. They had like BMXing and skateboarding, and, and you know uh, motocross bikes, and you know loads of cool stuff happening in in one weekend. So the ITF was part of that, and that was incredible, you know. So it was, it was my first UK final, and I'm here in a massive arena. You know, I had a lot of home support as well. A lot of people come to watch me, nice. and that was great. And I, I got to the uh, it's a slightly different from DMC. I got to the semi-final uh, because with the ITF, it was more like a head-to-head knockout competition. Yeah. So you had to get through a couple of heats uh, and you know a couple of rounds and beat beat uh, you know certain turntablists and then you know you, you progress kind of thing. So yeah, that was that was great. That was a really good boost from a confidence and you know I thought okay i did, i did that let let let's let's uh rethink the d m c re re do a you know re yeah and uh take a different approach and yeah I, I i started uh winning heats every every year and uh yeah i was in the u k final quite a lot of times and then two thousand and nine came along <coughs> excuse me <All> right. <coughs> Uh, Yeah, 2009 came along and I did the DMC uh, Battle for Supremacy. Yeah. And that is very much like the ITF. It's a head-to-head knockout competition. Mm. And uh, it was like 25 DJs that entered that day. You just turn up at the UK final and (coughs) you just compete. You don't have to do like any regionals. Yeah. I already... Uh won a regional that year. Was, I won a regional in Plymouth that year. So I was already in the UK final, but the Battle for Supremacy was alongside the UK final. So I okay. thought, okay, this year I'm, I'm going in for everything. I'm going in to do IDA, which is International DJ, comp- mm. DJ Association Competition, and uh, DMC uh, Classic Six Minutes, and DMC Battle for Supremacy. Nice. So I, I did that, the uh, Supremacy that year, and... I was successful. You know, I, mm. I, I worked very hard, uh, on my routines. I had a lot of material and I ended up winning, Nice, you know, the UK finals and it, and it just felt like such a great achievement. Uh, because I've been trying for years, yeah. you know, I started doing this in 1998, so this is my 10th season. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a break from it. You know what I yeah, mean? It was yeah. my 10th season. And I, I finally got it. I was like, oh God, you know, thank God for this. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've actually done it. You know what I mean? Uh, but it doesn't stop there because then you've got to represent, you know, Great Britain yep. at the world finals, yep. you know, and I, all eyes on me kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, you've got to rep and you, you, you know, there's a lot of weight on your shoulders and a lot of pressure to, to do well in the world finals. So, you know, I got to the world finals that year. <laughs> Was in the all two, uh, Greenwich. Yep. And yeah, I, I, I did. I right. I didn't win it, but I, I got like quite far. I got into the semi-finals. Uh, and yeah, I was nice. I was happy. You know, I I had to battle a few people. I had to battle. I don't know, Hong Kong and yep. a guy from Japan, and uh, someone else, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was tough, yeah. especially battling the guy from Japan. You know what I mean? Because Japan always have good DJs. You they know do. what I mean? They do. You know yeah. the the brilliant. You know they have a really good DJ scene, and uh, yeah, the, the guy that I battled him he, he was Shoto. Shoto. Okay. Yeah, he, he was really, really good, good juggler, man. And yeah, yeah, it, it was you know it was it was great, and it was a great honor to be part of that. Uh, and the, in the same year. I uh, did the I- IDA yeah, and I won. I won the the UK title for that, and ended up going to Poland. Uh, but I didn't really get anywhere in the world final in in Poland. Mm. But I represented. Yeah. I did the thing. I was happy with my set, and it and it was a nice experience, you know. So yeah, then you know, year by year, I was you know, I won I won a few UK titles or whatever and I was in world finals and yeah it was great but the thing is when when you win a uk title uh there's so much pressure if you continue battling you know to to win another one and mm. be in a be in a final and do well in a final as well you know uh to to be in a world final takes a lot of uh, preparation not only physically, but mentally. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of work. Uh, and this is back in the days of using vinyl. DVS wasn't allowed in the competitions. Yeah. Uh, So some of it was using with original records, and then some of it I was making my own custom-made records, mm. you know, that I would try out on uh, Serato. Then I would go to... A pressing plant called the Carvery in London, and this guy Frank, sound, sound guy is. He, he would uh, press me these records and help me with the mix down of him, and I learned a lot nice. just from you know uh, conversing with this guy and, and, and dealing with him. He, he let me a lot about how it should sound and what frequencies you, you should use and how what's the best way about mixing down you know, your routines that will work on on custom-made vinyl and, and, you know, so the needle will not skip out the grooves because the bass was too heavy and stuff yeah. like that, you know what I mean? So it was, it, yeah, it was a good experience. Hmm. It was a lot of hard work. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> good sweat
0: and tears, you <laughs> yes. know what I mean? It's, yes.
1: You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it, it was it was tough. A lot of sacrifice as well, man, you know what I mean? Uh, like, you know, not going out. You know, yeah. like, I, I quit drinking, I've been teetotal, you know, for a long time, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I quit drinking and smoking weed and all that kind of thing, you know, to, to do these DJ competitions and just to be a better person and, yeah. and to, you know, DJ and, you know, be more on the ball with it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it definitely helped me. Uh, it was a, It was a good focus in my life, cool. you know?
0: yeah no i mean that's the most so, like i sort of like i oh, say i i my my attention was turned i would say so i wouldn't say i gave up but i was the same sort of like you i went to these regionals and didn't get anywhere like but i learned a lot and you know it wasn't like and it was exactly how you described it it was a lot of sort of like shoot gazing a bunch of djs in a room yeah <laughs> and it was there was no public there whereas like where i where i dj i like to dj in front of people because it's yes you know you feed off the room as you do uh, you know on on the sort of like you know all the djing sort of stuff that i did and it was very different um but then i got like i got picked up by uh this band and 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 we sort of like had a good like 10 year career with that oh, um, brilliant. so you know and that was scratch djing in a metal band much like um sid from slip oh cool yeah great um and, uh, yeah, no, same, same sort of thing. And, like, uh, do they still do regionals now? Or have they nah, is it all online? Nah. I thought so. It's,
1: it's all online now. Okay. Like, I, I stopped battling, when was it, 2000, well, I stopped in the DMC in and IDA in 2017. Yeah. So that year I won, I actually won the, the, the six-minute DMC, yeah. the UK final, and I won uh, show category in IDA. That year, nice. So I was in the world finals, uh competing. The DMC, I didn't, I didn't do too well, to be honest. In the DMC, I did my thing. Yeah, I was kind of happy with my set, but in the idea, I did a lot better in that competition. I got, I got fourth for something, but yeah. I was just happy with the way I performed it. And you know, I thought, okay, well, you know, battling was fun. I did it every year since two. Uh, since 1998 to
0: 2017.
1: Mm. You know, I want to do other things now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, I, I was more focused on showcasing and doing gigs, even though I've done that throughout all my battling career.
0: Yeah. I've,
1: I've I just wanted to do that without the pressure of, oh, you've got to win this competition. So every time you compete, you've got to win it or whatever. You know what I mean? And, you know, doing that for, Many years it, it can take its toll, you know what I mean, so yeah. it's, I just wanted to have fun with it and just just do it. you know what I mean, without yeah. like thinking oh i 've got to win at the end of it, and it's you know I will say it 's a huge disappointment if you don 't win or you don 't place because you put a lot of time and effort into it, and it's usually you know it 's six minutes yeah that 's how long the, the the competition sets are and that's a lot of time and effort into that six minutes, and if if you don't do well in that, I used to beat myself up about it. I was like, "Ah, oh, damn, you know, I, you know, I should have done this, or I should have done that, or I could have done better, or whatever." And, you know, I, you know, for a for a couple of months after, I be, I won't be happy about it. You know what I mean? Mm. I dwell on it, and I want to, you know, uh, redeem myself the the next year. So admit. In in one way, it kept me hungry. You know what I mean, and yeah. I've got to better myself all the time. You know what I mean. So, in in one element of it, it did make me hungry, and it made me become uh, more more advanced. You know what I mean for yeah. for, for myself. It made me uh, elevate myself. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah, I, you know, I'm glad I did it. You know what cool. I mean. I, I'm glad I did it. I've I've had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. No, I was, I was still good because, like, um, like I said earlier on, when I when I lived in 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 the states, um, that where I was living, they actually had uh, regionals there for DMC in the yeah. states. Uh, I was I was based out in Tampa, so I had DJ Fader oh, and Casper, um, like doing stuff out there, and it was quite nice. I went along to one of them, and it was really good because was loads of people there watching scratch djing, and it was just like. This is how it should be. This Did is you what, compete. No. No, I was there as a nope. spectator for that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have anything. I wasn't I was well out of practice at that point. I had a DJ controller, but it's not like that doesn't uh sort of like substitute for uh the turntable when it comes to No, that sort you need of the moving
1: platters if yeah, you're going to exactly, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So yeah, um but yeah, no, it was it was really cool to just watch because I have like uh, what it gave me the opportunity was actually like, you know, actually enjoy it um yeah. enjoying other people's like uh DJing and stuff like uh like in also this was in the UK but I was um I was a sound and light technician for a um uh, a nightclub and it hosted the regionals for the b-boy championships oh brilliant which was absolutely amazing like I, I'd never been to one before obviously I'd sort yeah. of seen it in and out but again there's that sense of community we sort of like the the nightclub was kind of like we put down this like you know flooring <laughs> for him, a DJ on the stage. And it's just people sat around the floor while these guys did, like, dance battles and stuff. It was great. Oh,
1: it's great. I I love the b-boy scene. I've been lucky over the years, you know, as as long as uh, alongside competing and all that kind of thing, doing the the DJ battles, I I was uh, involved with with, uh, a b-boy crew uh, called uh, uh, Soul Powered Militia. It was based in Liverpool. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I used to... to B boy, uh, I used to DJ for the B boys and B girls. Nice. Uh, I used to try it myself. I, I was whack at it though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm whack at this. But I, I had fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, trying to throw down and, you know, do the helicopter and a few freezes and all that kind of <laughs> thing. But yeah, I thought that that's not for me. But I love the music. I love, and I love the vibe of it, man. You yeah. know what I mean? In fact, I got a lot of inspiration, uh, especially when it, you know, come to me battling on stage from being around them b-boys and b-girls and just seeing how they approach mm. the dance and the battle and how they feel the music. You know what I mean? So I yeah. got a lot of inspiration by being around them people, uh, you know, playing music for them at battles, playing music for them at jams. And I watch out how they, they do it, and I think that's that's what I like. You know what I mean? I like the showmanship, and I like the... You know, just just dive straight into it and just do your thing. You know yeah, what I mean. And yeah. and I thought if I can relate that to uh, my DJ battling, you know, I think that would be a cool thing to to marry the two things together. You know what I mean. So yeah, man. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, hip hop culture is a great thing. You yeah. know what I mean.
0: No, it's it's good. I I I'd like so I come from more of a like rock background. Um, generally yeah. as my sort of like main sort of like area of the music industry if you will but i've always loved that kind of hip-hop like community side of things and like the whole sort of um like i say i keep using the word community because it is it's just a, like the bunch of people it that is. are involved in it and it, it, yeah. it it's great i've always loved the sort of scratch culture generally yeah. um and just sort of seeing where that was birthed and how that sort of evolved from being like more community-based you know get together street party stuff like that yeah um and it's kind of like evolved into a whole industry if you know oh, like the hip-hop side of things which is you know which is good to see it happen sometimes that can destroy things but there's still that community there you yeah know, there is still that element if you look for it that element's always there it's like if you in like the rock sort of like community that i'm mainly in you know you get bands that do kind of do exceptionally well for the genre of music that they're in or they change their sound slightly or whatever and that scene now becomes huge and whatever uh yeah but you can always find that grassroots you can always find that community level that sort of like you know that scene that you had, yeah, you know so that's yeah, all good um well i've got a couple of questions for you uh left for you sorry okay uh if that's all right man i know i've kept yeah, you yeah. a little while oh, but good, um man. um but these ones are my uh my uh my sort of like uh generic questions if you will i ask sort of everyone these uh, okay. it kind of gives me an idea of uh of where you've come from and stuff like that but um yeah these are sort of like what my first question is what are your sort of like top three albums that really kind of um, sort of influenced you in the sort of like DJ you've become or person you've become, the kind of one that made you want to get on the turntables and stuff like that.
1: Wow. Um, oh, there's so many, man. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, off the top of my head, Gangstar Hard to Earn. Cool. I used to listen to that, you know, I had down cassette, and this is before I was a DJ. Uh, I, you know, just, I was into all kinds of music, but I, I loved hip-hop a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, I used to love not only Guru's lyrics, but Primo's beats and yep. his cuts, man. You know, he's his, his uh, chorus cuts and, you know, the way he'd, he'd, like, scratch the words and the way he'd, like, make, like, different rhythms with his scratching when yeah. he's, he's cutting up the phrases. I used to love that, man. Uh, so, yeah, I'd definitely say A Hard to Win was a big, inspiration cool uh earlier on um about the same era, maybe a year or two later Pete rock and CL smooth uh the main ingredient album cool dad some really cool cuts on it um you know he cut very different from primo he had his own style mm. and yeah it, it really enhanced. You know, his uh, Pete Rock's instrumentals. You know what I mean? The way that he was cutting on it, it yeah. I used to cool. really dig that album. And I'd say, Return of the DJ Volume Two. Nice. I used to love that when that came out. I think it was ninety-seven or ninety-eight. Yeah. Maybe earlier. Yeah, I, I had that on cassette, and I would listen to that religiously, nice. and. Yeah, I used to love the the cuts, I and mean, I have lots of different DJs from all over the world as well. Yeah. You know, you have DJs from Amsterdam, uh, Norway, you know, uh, US. I think Rock radar was on there. Yeah. Z Trip Radar, you know, all these cool DJs, and it was basically scratch music. You know, so yeah. the you know some of it was like proper raw, where the the layered up. Uh, scratching drums and a bass line and some vocals and guitars and all that kind of thing. And that really like opened my mind that it's not just a hip hop thing, even yeah. though I had the hip hop mentality to it, you know, like people, I heard people like cutting up like guitars and, mm. you know, uh, saxophones and all this kind of thing. So it was like lots of different uh, uh, influences in there. Yeah. And, and, it, and it wasn't about the rap anymore. You know what I mean? It, like you know, wow! You can make a song just with scratching. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all over this. Yeah. you know. So I'd say they, off the top of my head, there's many, many more. You know. Yep. Off the top of my my head, they were the ones cool. for me, man.
0: Yeah, no, they're all all solid albums. I mean, I love the sort of the the return of the DJ like volumes. Um. Yep. Again, it's same same with me. It was like hearing them scratching up the instruments, like not just like yeah. not just an R sound, not just like a beat. It yeah. was it was everything. It was like, yeah. and it was just purely a DJ album as well. This was all made yeah. by DJs, obviously four DJs and and whatnot. But it, yeah, no, I've I've still got them. I I I uh, burnt them down to MP3 on my computer. Oh, brilliant! So I've I've got them all on there, all the individual tracks, which is kind of cool. So I've got, I think I've got a volume one to four. I think it is. I think they went.
1: I've up. not heard four. I didn't. I didn't know there was a four actually. I've heard the first three. I've got one
0: more question for you. Okay. Um, what are your? Because I mean, it's probably going to encompass, it's probably going to be your hobby. But what are your hobbies away from like DJing? So when you're not doing stuff with the with the decks, is there anything else that you do to sort of pass time?
1: Well, I, I like to make music. Yeah, you know, I use Ableton, and you know, I, I make I make my own music and stuff. Um, I like to draw. Cool. Draw pictures. Do a little bit of, you know, graffiti or draw some cartoon characters or whatever uh obviously listening to music watching movies yeah
0: uh yeah any favorite movies recently
1: oh wow uh (laughs) i'm gonna watch uh the joker movie oh yeah i I like that uh that was really cool i watched the irish man the other night
0: oh yeah is that any good
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. It was yeah, it's great. It's a lot of detail in there. It's a a classic, yeah, yeah, Scorsese film, and it's quite long, boys. Yeah, it's really cool, man.
0: Yeah, awesome. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) cool. No, that's it. Thank you very much, man. I I appreciate your time. Yeah, it's been a while. No, it's all good. It's all good. I wish you.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks for having us, man. It's been it's been absolute pleasure to be on your show and yeah it's been good to talk to you no worries absolute pleasure man thank you very much cheers bye 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 bye